morning everybody 2nd of january oh, 2nd of january 2nd 2nd of february blimey <laughs> going back in time literally <laughs> um i hope you guys are okay um not gonna do a weather report for today <laughs> um, but i wanted to share with you um something really cool happened yesterday so um as i've mentioned before i'm a beekeeper and um, i found a little bee a little honey bee um on my washing and um and the poor thing looked um looked dead um obviously cold it's gone out for a, what we call a cleansing flight um so out out for toilets because the weather is a little bit fooling um them at the moment because obviously in one minute it's sunny sorry just going over the little bridge next one minute it's sunny and then the next minute it's freezing cold and uh look at that face waiting come on in and uh she's such a good dog um so um yeah so it obviously got caught short um and was trying to hide in the washroom to keep warm um so i brought it in and fed it some honey and water um and in the space of about an hour um we had a lot of life back in her and uh i've checked this morning i've kept her indoors overnight and um yeah she's just touched above the radiator um so she is nice and warm um i'm hoping this afternoon i can release her I can't put her back in my hive because she might not belong there and they'll kill her. Um, so I thought I'd just let her, let her fly. Um, so they can fly up to three miles, these bees. And uh, yeah, so um, it was quite cool um, to see that. So um, bless her. Anyway, so 2nd of February. And uh, I actually emailed all my documentation off to social services yesterday. I was very big, brave, put my big girl pants on and um so we'll see um they were very quick to come back to me they came back to me within uh, um an hour or so of me actually pressing send with the request for all my paperwork um so they do say up to 30 days but i'm hoping that um they'll be a bit quicker obviously i think it will take a bit of time because i have to search all, all my records so um but i'll keep you posted but yeah i felt sick doing it because although i want to know i don't want to know that makes sense and uh but yeah i'll keep you posted um so yes yeah, so i left you yesterday with uh, random stories <laughs> felt very random yesterday i'm a, a little bit off kilter this week i've got so many memories and all these things are flooding back to me that um, i need to start writing stuff down and uh but um yeah i'm not a great sort of writer um, I've never really had a written diary. I've done the odd jots here and jots there. I buy a diary, um, but I, <laughs> I never fill it in. Um, but somebody gave me a podcast uh, uh, journal to write in um, for Christmas. So um, I should do that really. And then I'll get uh, a bit more structure to these. Um, but yeah, thanks for the kind wishes. Um, you all seem to be quite, quite enjo not enjoying, um, but you've been really supportive, um, which is really cool. Um, so just a little recap from yesterday, I thought I would just talk about, obviously, um, morning, how are they? Are they good? The little horses. <laughs> oh, leftover apples, lucky horses. <laughs> I absolutely love where I live. Um, yeah, literally in my backyard, I can just walk to farms and pathways and stuff like that. So. 
very very lucky my that's my top tip for anybody going through a difficult time is everywhere there's open space just get yourself out in the open air fresh air um, have a chat to yourself <laughs> air your problems out loud um, but yeah so we talked about my cousins coming down um, and um, that was lovely gave us a bit of respite you know um, doesn't say it like that respite <laughs> Um, so the wind's picking up a little bit. Apologies for any interference. Um, so yeah, it was a chance just to have other children around us and play and um, and, and not be judged. So I absolutely loved their visits and um, and I loved my auntie. Um, she was kind, um, although actually I was talking to my cousins um, about her. It, it basically, they lived the life that I was living with my mum with their mum but for some reason when they switched roles um so my cousins thought my mum was an absolute amazing person um and, and kind and loving and fun and all that sort of stuff come in Fussy. um and and vice versa so um yeah so it was uh hard talking about it years later and, and uh, but actually when we sat down and, and then went oh my god that happened to me I think I was the first one to say actually this is what mum did um, they obviously don't, still don't know the full story and you guys are, are getting to know the full story um, but yeah so I always looked forward to their visits um, I said there were fun times and uh, mum was uh, and loved carnivals um, and my auntie um, came from a town where every year they had a, an amazing carnival. It's a little bit like the Notting Hill Carnival, um, but more localised. So all the floats would be done. So every year we would go up um, and visit. Um, and I loved that 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 uh, that weekend. Um, us kids would be literally um, on the floor picking up you know coins from the floor. Um, we were rich, <laughs> um, but toffee apples and staying up late. Um, and stuff like that. It was great fun. Um, but locally, um, where I grew up, there were always little carnivals. It was very competitive. Um, and, uh, and obviously there was prize money. Wherever there was money to be made, my mum always tried to do what she could because obviously that money for us wasn't a treat. Um, we lived on that money. So dressing both us up, my, myself and my brother, um, for carnivals and heats and stuff like that um, was, was a, a standard practice in our household um, putting on that front uh, everything was fine um, and look at my wonderful children and, and that we were very well behaved children um, just a look from mum would tell us that we would have to behave ourselves um, so uh, yeah um, so we're very well behaved children uh, so but lots of uh, uh, dressing up so mum would use what she had in her, in her um, wardrobe and I said my mum uh, my mum's mum my grandmother um, oh look at that fence do you remember we walked across here last week and they were putting the post, posts up and um, that looks really cool well done well done boys that was really that's really good um, so <laughs> oh god the randomness of my head I do apologise um, so yeah, so um, mum would, um, my, my grandmother was a seamstress, mum didn't sew, um, mum, would, mum hated sewing, she didn't have the patience for it, um, but I did and that's how I learned 
um, to sew and I loved um, school um, and um, needlework classes and stuff like that um, and I actually made my school uniform actually in in uh, in school a very difficult time um, with stuff like this because there was no money so anything that mum had to get me um, in order to, to do my lessons was was a stretch so whatever I made in cookery whatever I made in needlework or whatever that we had to provide money or, or the goods to do I had to make it um, that I would use it so making my own school uniform making our dinner in cookery um, was a must you know so um, yeah so I'll touch on that a, a bit later but um, yeah so I so it would be me <laughs> um, little little six seven eight year old plus um, sitting there stitching clothes together um, and uh, stitching flowers on on dresses and, and stuff like that um, but mum was quite very good at doing um, other things like um, once my brother, my brother was um, the matchstick boy, <laughs> and I was they dressed him up as a like a chimney sweep with the flat cap and stuff like that. And Mum had saved all all the matchboxes, you know, like the swan vesters, um, what she had, and then um, what she found in bins and stuff like that um, and literally stuck them all to him he looked bloody fantastic <laughs> um, he was awesome um, and I think he won first prize um, but yeah that poor little kid I think he might have been more than five and they must have weighed a tonne um, all these little boxes they were empty boxes <laughs> um, but yeah he looked absolutely fantastic and um, and I um, she always used to dress me up as um, a little dolly, a little princess. That was never a really fancy dress. Um, so I would be into the competitions um, for Carnival Queen, uh, Carnival Princess and, and stuff like that. And um, um, never, I think I won once, but I was always second or third. Um, and again, um, that's got, um, that was down to racism and stuff like that. Um, and also how people looked upon us as a family. Um, even if we, you know, I look the best because if there is a photo of a girl that literally they didn't do anything with her, <laughs> she wasn't even wearing a dress, I don't think, like a proper dress. And, and uh, yeah, she was kind of, kind of queen just because her, her parents were the mayor and mayoress, so it was very much who you were and stuff like that. My mum was furious, um, but yeah, but I enjoyed it, you know, we used to sit there for months on end making paper flowers for the carts um and stuff like that so fantastic memory um to have as kids and um, i did look at some i've only got a few photos but i did look at those photos and um and, and i have a huge smile on my face um if i can what i might do is see if i can drag it out and uh and uh, put the photo up so you can see um but yes so the cousins coming over was always good fun and we used to go to them um, and um, I am going to tell the story because this is quite uh, an important story. It's not nice, so a bit of a trigger warning guys, if uh, these things are not great for you then, then uh, do switch off now. But um, yeah, so and I, right, deep breath, deep breath. <laughs> So um, we were going off to my auntie's, we were getting the bus and we had to get the train um, first um, to the bit, biggest town and then catch the bus from there. 
Um, so we'd gone to the train station. I think I was probably 11 or 12 um, at this age. And so my brother would have been nine. He wasn't at senior school. So yeah, nine, 10, he wasn't, no. So I must have been 10 because he was about eight. Um, so, um, so we got to the train station and mum had forgotten tickets. Um, so I had to run all the way back home um, for the tickets, which is about half a mile. Um, I would have missed our train, I think. So I ran back to find the tickets and um, obviously the stepfather wasn't um, expecting us or me back and um, and uh, yeah he jumped out of bed he had my mum's uh, little dressing gown on it was I can describe it now just covered in flowers orange and pink flowers and uh, and just tied around his waist asked what I was doing and um, there was a really weird smell about him and, um, and I had to go into his bedroom, into their bedroom, um, to actually find um, the tickets because it was in one of Mum's other handbags. And uh, as I was sort of rooting round, um, I saw that he had my underwear um, in the bed. Um, so we're talking about knickers, pants, um, bra, um, not bra, but I had like a little coverlet. Thing. And then um, this particular petticoat that I used to have to wear, um, like a tan sort of petticoat underneath my school uniform. Um, so yeah, basically, he was in bed, basically having sex with my underwear. Um, do you want to go off? You want to go this way? Okay. Okay. Um, I just never forget it. And he caught me. And um, I'm trying to get out of that bedroom. It was horrific. I, I feared for my life because he erupted. He went absolutely bloody crazy and literally chased me, trying to grab hold of me. Um, I was crying and um, I was faster than him. And um, yeah, so I grabbed mum's handbag um, and just prayed everything was in there and just grabbed it and ran. And, um, and, and that was it. And, um, and then I got to mum in the town and off we went and he never followed. And uh, yeah, I, I can still smell him now. I can still smell that smell now. Um, yeah, it was just an absolutely horrific life after that. was never the same. You know, I dreaded coming back. I asked my auntie if I could stay with her. And um, mum was like, no, you've got school. And, um, and again, another argument with mum. Basically, though, you know, everybody else is better than her and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I didn't tell my mum that story I tried to tell her later um, when I was 15 in the conversation I had and she didn't believe me she told me that I was making it up that I must have put the clothes there 
um, and physically punched me in the stomach and um, accused me of taking trying to take her husband away from her and um, yeah it was just horrific and um, oh, had to bring a mood down hey <laughs> um, but yeah it wasn't it wasn't great and I said I can still smell him smell it um, those clothes disappeared um, I, they, I never saw him again so I don't know what he did with them he obviously hid the evidence and um, but oh actually uh, having said that the um, the petticoat appeared months and months and months and months later in my drawer and um, he liked to play games with my head and he never mentioned it um, that incident it was like it never happened but he made my life absolutely hell from then onwards you know the slap around the head every time I passed him the punch on the arm as he passed me the tripping up he would sit there on the sofa tell me to sit next to him and he would sit there and Chinese burn my arm Yeah, it was tough. It was really, 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 really tough. Uh, guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off now because I'm gonna cry. Try not to cry. I do not want this man to define me or any part of my future. I strive so hard to be a different person to what she said I was and what he tried to portray and make me feel like it was all my fault and um, yeah oh god that was a bit hard but that's been on my mind for a long time talking about it so talking about it is going to get it out in the open now I've never told anybody that story before and um yeah it's a toughie that one <laughs> and um but yeah guys um from your messages i know that some of you are in a worse place than me you know particularly girls and boys are getting abused all over um the country in the world you know, some of you are not able to talk about it, I know. But there are organisations out there that are there to help you, there to listen, there to direct you, there to tell you that it's not your fault. Because it isn't your fault. You didn't ask for it. You didn't do it. They did it to you. So you please, please don't feel you're ever alone. Don't do anything silly. I did try and um, hurt myself to take away the pain. And I don't know what happened, but I just couldn't do it. It made myself really sick. Thank God. <laughs> I don't know where I got the strength, but I did. And 
you have it too. So if you are going through anything like this, please talk to somebody. You are never on your own. And I'll um, talk to you soon. And please don't worry about me, I am okay. Talking about this out loud is, is, is really helping, weirdly. Um, makes me feel, every time I talk about something, that it did happen. I didn't make it up, I'm not thinking it in my head. Um, and obviously with these medical reports, I'm, these are proofs that actually they did. These things were happening. Anyway, um, anyway guys, <laughs> babbling on now for 20 minutes. Um, but, you know, please reach out if ever you are in trouble. There is always somebody there to help you. Have a lovely weekend and I'll speak soon. Take care. Bye.